Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Hello and welcome into another edition of State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Jesse's on his way to the ASU men's basketball game, and we are here in studio. Jesse, how's it going? You were having a little bit of trouble over there. You know, it's just they do construction for the sake of construction, it feels like, in Tempe. So here I am I'm on top of the parking garage looking at beautiful Sun Devil Stadium. Which parking left. garage are you on the top of, Jesse? Uh, the stadium structure one. There's quite a few and down then, there. You know, yeah, and then uh, to the right, you got Desert Financial Arena, a little bit less spectacular than uh, Sun Devil Stadium. So, yeah, that's where I am. So, ready for, uh, he says so, so yeah. we got we got A Mountain to my left as well, and, and the University House to my left. That's a that's an apartment complex that I can't afford. <laughs> that would be to your west as well. Yeah, Jesse doesn't know directions. Left and right. Where, which way is the sun setting right now, Jesse? To the east. Okay, well, we're definitely going to keep this in now. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, it, I'm sorry. It sets to the west. It rises to the east. I don't know. It it, it doesn't actually set or rise. That, that, that's that's a myth. All it, right, Kyrie. The, the earth spins. It's <laughs> the first Kyrie reference that we've had in a while. Um, hey, uh, Jeremy, um, who's our governor? We, we don't, don't have yet. one yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. Uh, right now, it's, you're supposed to know this. You're a news reporter now. <laughs> right now, it's Doug Ducey. Um, uh, I, I know that, but like, who's our future governor? You're no supposed idea. to know this. You're a news reporter. Ask Bill Gates, not the other Bill Gates, the Bill Gates, the that, less uh, rich okay. one. Yeah, who's in charge of our the other Bill elections? Gates. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk football. Um, since Ooh, like I that's football. The, that's Ooh, I love it. That's the reason we're doing this whole thing. Um, ASU has to win out to uh, get into a bowl game. Which, uh, well, we weren't expecting ASU to get into a bowl game this year. None of us really did, except for Jake had I did. a sliver of hope. Um, Thought they would beat Stanford and beat Eastern Michigan, but... Well, it's, it's funny you bring up Stanford, because we're going to talk about them in a little bit, because they played ASU's opponent of this week, Washington State, just last week. Um, ASU should be 5-4. and four. <laughs> Well, maybe. Um, no, no they, they should be 5-4. and four. They should have beaten Stanford. And they should have beaten Eastern Michigan. Should be five and four. Yeah, woulda, shoulda, coulda, though. Um, but here's I know. <laughs> here's the thing: you never want to go to Pullman in November. I, no, you don't. You don't. It, it's going to be cold. Apparently, it's going to be uh, clear skies, though. Jake, uh, our meteorologist for this week. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, Google, the old Google machine telling me the weather out there. Yeah, high at thirty-seven, clear skies, five mile an hour winds. So, not the worst. And remember, it's an afternoon kickoff, so it's not like it's going to be that doomy, gloomy, rainy, miserable night in Pullman or, uh, God forbid, in uh, against the oh, excuse me, Oregon, against State. Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, I completely just blanked. Never want to go to Corvallis. No, never want. Not especially in November. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Corvallis in November is not a good place. In terms of the weather, they could be playing in. I think ASU kind of lucked out on the Pacific Northwest this year, um, but you still got to go up there and 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 play a pretty. Damn good defense. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that in a, in a few minutes because we're going to go over Washington State's numbers on the defensive end. Uh, but 
the big story is it's Trenton Borgay's third start of the season. Uh, we did not expect this coming into this year. I know Jesse wanted a little bit of Paul Tyson. We were talking about Emory Jones and Paul Tyson. We didn't really think Trenton Borgay would key into the the this entire quarterback picture. But here he is at making his third start of the season and going to enter his fifth game of the season. He pl- He's played a, a ton of minutes in four of the games this year. He, of course, came in relief in the Washington game uh, where Emory Jones went down with a injury. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts, Jesse. I know we saw uh, glimpses of Trenton Bourget getting pressured last week a little bit during the first half. And then he was able to kind of bounce back in the second half and, and play a good, solid second half. So just what what was your ex- what, what was your thoughts on just him facing pressure for the first time and a little bit of adversity. adversity. Uh, I mean, I thought he bounced back well. He faced some pressure and, you know, struggled with it a little bit. And then when the second half came around last week, he seemed to pick up his play and do a little bit better. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think he fared okay to better than okay last week against the pressure. This week for me, I think this is really – I know they play in – the smallest stadium in the Pac-12, but this is really the first like road test for Trenton Bourget because Washington State, there's really nothing else going on in Pullman, <laughs> so I think it'll be a it'll be a good test for him. His first real road atmosphere, difficult conditions. Yeah, it's going to be you know clear, but 37 degrees is still pretty cold, so it, it's going to be his first conditions and kind of hostile atmosphere that we'll see him. Uh, start in. So I, I, it's a very interesting upcoming matchup for Trent Borgay. And remember, Jake, this is an Arizona kid. This is a guy that, that lived in Tucson most of his life. It's a little and, chillier in Tucson yeah, than it is here in the Valley, it, I will say. Not not 37 degrees in November chilly, is it? I mean, it, it could. <laughs> there are those dry nights where there's zero precipitation in the air where it can get down there. But yeah, just uh, to go off of Jesse's point, what, what do you think about Trenton Borgay as a whole and how he handled the pressure last week? I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that there is no more battle at all. I mean, we knew that going into into the last game, even though you know, it was a lopsided game at times against UCLA. There were times where you were thinking or even looking on the sidelines, is Emory going to come back in and try to... He was warming up. Without a helmet, I will say. And like I said during our post-game show, you do see backup quarterbacks throw the ball around every once in a while on the yeah. sidelines. It's just... It's just them getting loose just to make sure that they're ready to go yeah. if needed. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there was any point where we looked at it and it was just like, oh, get Emery back in there. I mean, obviously, they overcame what was the 18-point halftime deficit, but they ended up being down by 25, and then they didn't get the six at the end, so that's why they ended up losing by 14. Um, if you did not watch the game, it was a six-point game at one point uh, in the fourth quarter, but... Unfortunately, they weren't able to pull it out. But the offense has been able to do things it hasn't done all year. I mean, offensively, it, it kind of seems like it's almost a little bit like the Cardinals to where <laughs> both sides of the ball can't play at the same level in the same game. Or if they if they do, they like switch halves yeah. to where one is dominating in the first half and then they flip-flop. So I would just like to see a 60-minute game from both sides. I mean, the defense gave up 402 rushing yards, which is... Like just an unfathomable number to really comprehend. That's four. Like, imagine someone just going up and down four times, and you still—that's not all of it. 
Yeah, uh, there's what Jesse was it the first time the most rushing yards in 12 years for UCLA or 11? 12. Yeah, so that's not good. <laughs> um, also, also the most ASUs has allowed in six years. Also, um, to go to like you talking about how it's a lot like the Cardinals. If I see another first drive field goal, I'm gonna lose it. Like they they need to get it in the end zone. Yeah, especially when you get the ball in UCLA territory to start the game off of a great interception on the first pass of the game from Dorian Thompson Robinson. You got to turn that into a touchdown. Again, like I said last week, that was when I was like, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I I was talking to our friend Danny Shapiro. Shout out Danny Shapiro. He's done a great job this week on Stayed election. the whole time. On an election coverage. I was talking to him about that. And I was like, that might have been where ASU lost the game because you got to score every time against this offense. And unfortunately, they only got a field goal out of that. Uh, moving on to Washington State, though, we got to look at their quarterback and Cam Ward. He's been pretty good this season. 26th in the country with 2,360 passing yards, 19 touchdowns. It's the eight interceptions, though. You look at that, you're like, that's a lot for college football. It's one a game can almost, I, just under. Mm-hmm. Can I can I say something about Washington State? Yeah. How do they just always have a quarterback? It, like, it, their quarterback goes to the league. They just got another quarterback. You know, well, I mean, their quarterback it, transfers. They yeah, just transfer. have another. They just always have a good quarterback. I don't care that he throws a lot of interceptions. I mean, they throw the ball a lot. Is that correct? They're still, they're still a. Uh, they run the they ball the fourth around. fewest amount in college football. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so, He's twenty yeah, sixth in the country still, in passing yards, Jesse. They're they're kind of keeping the Mike, the Mike Leach thing going there. They haven't really moved on from that. Uh, so yeah, they just always seem to have a good quarterback. So yeah, the interceptions to me doesn't really matter because they just throw the ball so much. Eventually, there's going to be an interception. So <laughs> it's like it's like the one Trenton Bourget interception a game. Uh, it just seems like he's going to throw that one interception a game, but it doesn't really tell the tale of how good of a quarterback he is. So, yeah, it just how do they always have a good quarterback? In Pullman, Washington. ASU can't always have a good quarterback in Tempe. Um, Maybe J- it's the construction. He's also uh, – he hasn't – run very often this year but he he does have three rushing touchdowns he is able to do it with his feet a little bit he is fast but um i think asu does struggle against quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket he doesn't run that much though right but he can is the problem he can but it's i mean he only has he has less than 40 yards rushing on the entire year right but he had like what i think he had 40 something last week against stanford against a team that doesn't stop the run and asu doesn't and again, stop the run and again, very well when you when you're a quarterback for washington state you're inevitably going to take some sack, some sacks correct so like he, he had, he had so, so here he had five rushes for 38 yards last week against uh against stanford so like Against a team like ASU against Stanford, and against Stanford, two teams that don't stop the run very well, I'm concerned. Especially when you have a running back duo like Watson and Matier, who you know can go for 50 yards at at like at any given moment. Well, listen, they're all athletes. If you don't run fit, if you don't have gap integrity, if like Donnie Henderson said, if I can't see the name on your jersey. On feeling your gap, meaning you're not turning sideways and allowing running lanes, then yeah, he's that explosiveness is not going to be able to be used. But when you are open, these guys are all freak athletes. That's why they're college football players in the Power Five conferences. Like if they get room to run, like yeah, they're going to take it. 
But I do want to say just a little bit of background on who Cam Ward is. This is his first season in the FBS. He came from Incarnate Ward, which is an FCS school in San Antonio. And the reason, Jesse, that Washington State has this guy is because their offensive coordinator, Eric Morris, was the uh, head coach over there at Incarnate Ward. And he came over to Washington State to be the offensive coordinator and brought his quarterback with him. And obviously, Jaden DeLora, who was their quarterback last season, is now at U of A, who obviously ASU will see two weeks from now. Um, they, like, like they literally have a quarterback from an FCS school, <laughs> Incarnate Word, and he's playing well. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense how they just somehow can always have a quarterback. 16th most passing attempts in the country, fourth fewest rushing attempts in the country is what this Washington this, State offense is all about. They yeah. love to throw the ball. This, but again, Nakia Watson, he averages 6.1 yards per carry. So like, like yeah. when they do run it, kind of like a Daniel Nagata. Yeah. Like, why don't they run him more? When he does run, he's obviously effective. Yeah. But that's not their game plan. Yeah. I mean, I still expect him to kind of run all over ASU <laughs> somewhere in the 150 to 250 yard well, mark. Stanford gave up 306 yards to this, 306 yards rushing to this rushing attack last week. Yeah. And, and if, if they can do that, then ASU, you know, hold my beer. Uh, yeah, I mean, they get uh, Stanford gave up 52 points to this Washington State team last week. Um, they spread it out a lot. This uh, Cougars team. They, Hold on, let me say this real quick. Obviously, this is all speculation. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If Trenton started against Stanford, oh, they win that game. But how? Because I, I think right no, now, but I think like they win that game going away. Actually, but this is but this is my point, and, and we're all, we're on the same page. We're looking at this, how effective Washington State was against Stanford, and in the back of our minds, we're like, ASU struggled against Stanford in the second half. But my question is, is if you have what Trenton's been able to do with this offense since he's taken over, does ASU have more success? Do they win that game? Is it more of a blowout that we thought when we were going into that week? Right. Uh, but yes. Like, uh, th- yeah, yeah, they're, they're four ahead. and five or five and four if he started against Eastern Michigan and against. Uh, Stanford and, on, I, you know, and I, honestly what, 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 be the coach. yeah what about what about the USC game where where they stuck in that game for an entire the entire first half what about the Oklahoma Emory's no I guess Emory's best game was against Stanford but it still wasn't enough Emory was pretty good against Oklahoma State as well but like they couldn't get yeah. it in the end zone so like think about it like Against these teams, I, they still couldn't stop the run against Eastern Michigan. So, I, like, I don't put that all on Emory Jones. Like, they couldn't stop the run. Yeah, they got punched in the mouth. Yeah. Like, like, they, they got embarrassed. That like, but that that brings me back to my point. Like, if ASU can't stop the run against Eastern Michigan, Michigan, they obviously couldn't stop the run last week against UCLA, who ran for the most yards in 12 years as a program. What makes me think that this team, Washington team, that throws the ball the most, some of the most times in the country, and still runs the ball fourth least in the country, what makes me think that they're not actually going to continue to run all over ASU because they still ran all over Stanford last week? They saw something in film that said you can run the ball against Stanford. Right. So, like, you, they see something in film, they can run this ball against ASU. Why wouldn't they do it? Because I don't think yeah. I don't think Washington State necessarily has the same athletic talent at the uh, skill spot that like we we saw obviously DRT he he didn't have to do much 
right? Like it was just it's their extension of the run game is also their short passing game. But then um, I'm blanking on his name, Kashmir uh, Allen, number 19, who served because Charbonnet didn't end up playing, so he actually served as both a running back and a wide receiver. He was great, but his speed at five nine, yeah, it was it was literally like you. It was like oh my god, like if this guy's in the open space, it's a problem. I don't necessarily they, think Washington State has any players to that talent level. You look at this ASU defense though, and what what's their what's their strength? It's their it's their it's their corners. Right now, yeah. It's their corners. So why would you why would you test their corners who've played pretty well lately if if you can run all over them? Again, I, I'm I am the number one no excuses guy when it comes to players not being available, but a, a an advantage that ASU might be able to have is you do have hopefully Omar a Norman fully Lott. healthy Omar Norman Lott and uh, Nesta Jade Silvera who are coming off of not injuries but coming off of like illnesses yeah. and and a and a, and a, and a, a sickness that they weren't even able to play in the second half because of how hard it was for them to even get going so we hope that they can all play and that that stomach or the I don't want to speculate what the actual illness was. Um, but you hope that they're back and you have two starting defensive linemen who are two of your primary run stoppers. Hopefully that slows things down and makes them have to throw a little more. I do want to ask you, though, Jeremy. Sure. So you brought up Red Zone mm-hmm. to see if he actually read any of my stuff. <laughs> How good is Washington Dick State's Jeremy Red Zone Reed, defense? Stop. <laughs> well, they're very good. I think. Uh, Where do they rank? Well, they're ranked pretty high, Jake. <laughs> I, I think they're pretty good. Um, yeah. go. To fill you in, uh, <laughs> Washington State has the 31st best red zone defense. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, so they've allowed 17 touchdowns and eight field goals in 32 trips, um, while seven of those drives for the offense have resulted yeah, I, in no points. I read that. But you didn't read this, definitely. <laughs> Arizona State, 37th best red zone offense. They score 88.6% of the What about in the first the quarter? <laughs> Arizona State scores 88.6% of the time once they get inside that 20. They've yeah. been inside the 20 35 times. They've scored 24 touchdowns and seven field goals, which means they've only not scored four times. What about the first? Those are all probably in the first first quarter, right? These are, these are, these are total numbers, obviously. Um, but it, it is a strength for strength in that aspect. So I think— It'll be fun. As Jesse was talking about earlier about wanting to, you know, what do you have to lose? Be more aggressive. Go for it. Don't just take points. It's a strength for strength. So I I will be curious to see how the play calling goes, especially in the red zone. And I would love to see more of these bootleg passes to some tight ends, especially in the red zone, the red area. I mean, we've been asking for it all year, and we've kind of gotten it, um, but not as much as I would have liked. I would have loved to have seen Messiah Winston and Jalen Conyers used more on the field at the same time, running crossers, whatever it may be. Um, all, all that, yeah. All that boot or bootleg makes me think of now after hard knocks is, <laughs> oh, it was a boot. It was we a boot. Talked about or the boot. We talked about the boot. Or a waggle. Or a waggle to the weak side because I know, I know Jesse uh, was on today with with Wolf. So it, it's so funny. Like that moment of Vance Joseph sound like uh like as if it was in a movie. Like as if a coach that was in a movie was like, we talked about the boot. I, like, would, I would feel the same way if I was a coach and we talked about something and then it happened and we weren't ready for it. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, back to the game at hand. Uh, real quick on the wide receivers, I spread it out 
a lot. They got three receivers with 35-plus receptions this year and uh, over 300 yards. Uh, no receiver over 500 yards just yet. That might happen, probably will happen this week. Um, and I wanted to talk about their linebacker, Dayan Heenley. I hope I said that right. Henley. Probably, probably Henley. He's uh, he's a problem. He's got 85 tackles, four sacks, one interception, two first force fumbles. Both of those, he recovered himself. So is Isaiah Simmons? Yeah, he's he's very good. So he's a <laughs> he problem. Can, he can get after the quarterback as a team. I think they've forced eight fumbles, which is like the most or the second most. So he's a he's a fourth of their uh, their first their forced fumbles. Did we go over the oh, Washington fun. State defense when it comes to pressure and sacks? It's coming up. Just making, they're, just making sure. They got 23 total sacks this season. 32nd most in the country. There you go. Also on third down, uh, the Cougars are 42nd best. They only allowed their opponents to convert 35.7% of the time. ASU on the season only converts 40.2% of theirs. But since Trenton Borgay has taken over, they are up to 52.5% conversion on third down. Here's where ASU could take advantage. 96th in turnovers lost. So they've lost 16 turnovers. Like, they've given up the ball 16 times on offense this year. Giveaways. Yeah. ASU can turn the ball over. Or, like, their defense can force turnovers. Right. They've Those are called that. takeaways. So they, so need, yeah, they need to take advantage of that. That's the only that. way they win this game. Yeah. They need to force the ball or force the ball out they, or they take need, away. They need takeaway. you got to be yeah. positive in the turnover battle. Yeah. Uh Sean Aguano on Monday said, and these are just kind of like throwout statistics. Like I think he said, seventy percent win percentage if you're po- uh, positive, period, in turnover margin, and then if you're two plus, I think it goes up to like eighty five percent winning percentage. Like obviously turnovers are going to decide the in a game of football because it's field position, it's the ball, it's possession, it's everything in one one play. Um, but ASU's shown that they can do it against anybody. Yeah. So it. it it comes down to opportunity and making the play when you have the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, because there there was a few plays like, like Jordan Clark, Clark had an interception that or had a play where he could have had a pick six last week, and he just didn't jump the route. Um, so like there's plays like that that that'll happen every week that ASU just needs to take advantage of Jesse. Sorry, I was taking a sip of my Red Bull as, when you asked me that question. Not a sponsor. Yes. No, not no, non. It's non-payola. I was just, you know, I didn't get too much sleep last night, uh, so gotta, you know, get the caffeine in. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, ASU's just just gotta force turnovers if they want to win this game. Uh, which, you know, Jeremy, I, I don't think we have much left to to say here. Uh, can we get the predictions now? I was just about to ask you what you thought was going to happen in this game, Jesse. Yeah, uh, I think this is pretty much stacked up against ASU. Like everything, unless they get some turnovers. So yeah, uh, the conditions not great for ASU. They can run the ball, not great for ASU. Even though they don't run the ball that much, they still can. Uh, you know, road game, tough atmosphere. Uh, it's known for being a tough atmosphere, yeah, just like small, small stadium, size of the state. Small, small stadium, stadium but yeah. tough atmosphere. So. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I don't even know if it's going to be close. Oh, yeah, good defense as well, as you mentioned. Um, good linebacker, you know, Isaiah Simmons-type player. Can One, rush the quarterback 130 kickoff, which is drop. 1230 local time, so the guys, you know, might have yeah. been just waking up from, uh, you know, so. 
yeah, yeah. So, and also there there was an illness going around with ASU. So, you know that the guys are still going to be coming off, off of that. So, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to go Washington State 31 and ASU 17. You only got 31 points for Washington State, huh? And yeah, I, and I said that um, ASU was going to make a bowl game after the Colorado game. I think I might have read too much into that game because it was Colorado and. They're not very good. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is the game that we uh, realized that ASU officially not going to a bowl. <laughs> so it's going to it's gonna be a tough one on Saturday for the Sun Devils. Yeah, Wazoo, number 23, scoring defense in the country. They only allow 20 points a game. That's their defense. Which, which is a, da- a Jake Dickert special, who's the head coach yeah. now. Um, fun fact, which is not very fun for Sun Devil fans, but his first win was last year's upset of ASU, which mm-hmm. none of us saw coming. We thought it was going to be a blowout. And guess what? Their running back ran all over ASU. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. What What do you got? What, tell me. I, I, it, that's why you're talking here. Numbers-wise, uh, it does not look good for ASU at all. Um, but I think this is not, a, I shouldn't say a different ASU team, but the film that Wazoo is going to be watching has two quarterbacks in it. They saw, most recently with Stanford, you're going to watch the ASU-Stanford tape. Obviously, that's a completely different quarterback. Um, We don't know if LD is going to be playing yet. It does not look good, I will say. Um, That would be a big loss. He, Ladarius Henderson, uh, just accepted his invite to the East-West Shrine Bowl in February before he goes on to his NFL endeavors before the draft and all that. But yeah, I, I, if a lot has to go right for ASU to win this game, my score prediction, I'll say thirty-four twenty-four. So closer than I think. I think ASU loses this game forty-two to seventeen. Oof. Actually, forty-one to seventeen. Sorry. Why forty-one and not well, forty-two? Because Jake, two field goals. Yeah. yeah. One J- point, Jake, Jake, two field goals. Jake likes when I put field goals in my score prediction. Yeah, Jeremy, how how's Connor Brown gonna do today? Carter, Jesse, geez. Yeah, I I, I, I was saying that on purpose because you like to call him Connor Brown. Well, only five reason. mile an hour winds, but it is cold, so we'll see if his toe, you know, isn't you know frozen from the thirty seven degree weather. That's a real thing. Yeah, man. yeah, it must hurt. The thing too is he doesn't do kickoffs, so right. He's from Texas. He's got to get ready somehow. Put some yeah, of the, this is not this is just not put, look good for ASU. Put some of those feet warmers in in there. Well, I mean, the quarterback, I don't know where he's from, Cam Ward, in terms of where he was raised. I'm on it. But he did play college in Texas and San Antonio before this, so maybe he's not 100% acclimated to the He went sub freezing temperatures. He went to Columbia High School in Texas. So he's from Texas. Probably. Doesn't really say where he was Jeremy, born. Jeremy, did it you... just says he went to Columbia High School? Okay, doesn't say where he was born. That's fine. It just says early life. Ward grew up in West Columbia, Texas, and attended Columbia High School. So I don't know where he was born. That's fine. It doesn't matter where you're born. I was born in Spokane, Washington. Well, right. You, you've been in the cold. 
for wow. four months of your life. Six months. I lived on Wazoo's campus and UW's campus. This is now the second show in a row where Jake has told us where he grew up. Well, you just yeah, brought well, the it up. The first time was my fault because I asked him. <laughs> um, well, is that it? Is that all you got, Jesse? You got nothing else for me? Uh, do you want my prediction? for? Do, do we want to do predictions for tonight's game against NAU, or will this be published after that? What time does the game start? Seven? In an hour and seven. I'll, I'll, I mean, no one's going to listen to this before that game starts. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm scared about ASU's men's basketball team. So, well, kind of both of them. But uh, I don't well, know. Let's see I, if they score in the first five minutes of the game. Then we'll we'll, we'll be able to talk about, you know, I, I, the offense, man. I just can't. I'm good with Frankie yeah. Collins taking 20 shots, but, like, the rest of the team has to also be taking shots. Like, I don't want to see. The dude's going to frustrate me. so Like, he's so good, but he's going to frustrate me so much this year. I will say. he's going to take so many shots that I'm going to be like, man, can someone else do something? Problem, like, can someone else do something? That, that could have been, been a factor of Tarleton State literally not playing defense on the ball and more so right, sagging they're, off. They're forcing him to shoot threes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even Bobby Hurley said post game, like, if I was playing this game, I probably would have had 40. But that's because they literally did not play defense on the point guard. They just dared him to shoot, which yeah. he did. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Make sure to follow along with us on Twitter at AZ Sports Devils as we watch the game on Saturday and tune into our post game episode that night after ASU takes on Washington State. Oh, and in a special, Pullman. special announcement, though. Special announcement. Okay. Hosting the post game show and the pregame show and the halftime show this week. Mitch Ferreldis. Mitch Ferreldis. Yes, Mitch. So Mitch getting the opportunity because Jeff has various a, things involving basketball to do. Officially women's uh, basketball for season for Jeff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, listen to Mitch before and after the game on 98.7, the local sports leader. Um, you can also find all of Jake's articles on ArizonaSports.com. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you Saturday night. Ciao.